Hey, everyone. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. We bring back Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I've got one of these fancy masks now where I can just sit it on my neck, and it, oh, when it's, a, when it's cold, gator. it keeps you warm. Yeah, I like so those. So it serves, serves dual purpose. I'm pretty <laughs> excited about this. My wife bought me a couple. Yeah, you're, fa- you're <laughs> fancy, man. I just stay at home. <laughs> I just don't yeah. go anywhere. The, 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 the small things in life that you know there you are, go. are exciting. Well, hey, one of the things we want to talk about, because more and more people who follow the channel One Rental at a Time are calling you and, and having discussions. And you had a discussion in the last 48 hours or so from a new investor. And I think it's a worthwhile conversation. And that is, okay, I have, I have some money for a down payment. I, I've got a credit score. We know, we know he'll qualify. But what does he ask to qualify for, right? A house, a duplex, a fourplex. You know, does he try to go commercial? Uh, you know, I thought that was an interesting conversation. So why don't we just bat that around and and see what's what? Yeah, because because uh, because the student of yours that I talked to is a great guy. He's a dentist and has a successful practice. Like a lot of people, they want to invest somewhere. And you know, you mentioned they might qualify for this or that. In his case, he probably qualifies for all of it. Yeah. And so now it's a case of you've got multiple options. And like me and him talked about there's probably multiple options that are good. Right. And there, and there may be varying levels of good, varying levels of risk. And I think that's where, um, you know, the, the conversation is a productive one because then you get really clear. And, yeah. and I think through this conversation, the more that I let, gave him a little bit of space to talk about how he felt about it and, and what felt good to him, uh-huh. You know, he kind of steered himself into a certain direction, but some of the stuff that came to mind for me was I said, you know, if first you got to find out like your why and why are you doing this for you? Are you doing it for generational wealth? Are you doing it because it'll feel good to own your own commercial building and put your sign up and, and, and have that piece of history in your town? Right. Um, and so, um, you know, because that's the thing about, real estate, real estate investing, any investing at all is just numbers for most human beings that right. feel emotions. Yeah. And, and I get that too. And I told him what lessons that I've learned is you can't just rely on the numbers. You know, I did that in Alabama and I've got a 16 minute YouTube video that <laughs> clearly describes all the pain it cost me, but just looking at numbers and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. One of the things that I tell people, cause again, this is a question I get all the time and it, it, it's sort of like malpractice for me to, you know, say without asking questions, but this is my general advice for most people I talked to who read a book, went to an event, kind of got that, that sugar high, right. Of real estate investing. I generally recommend a single family home. Now, why is that really? Because there's the most, there's many of them. They're easiest to compare. They're the least hard to manage as a first-time landlord because, again, the tenant picks up most, if not all, the costs except insurance and taxes. Uh, And most importantly, for your first deal, I want to give you an easy exit, right? It's, you know, if you're a a new landlord and you follow Grant Cardone and the first thing you buy is a 50-unit apartment building and the environment turns against you, ooh, that's going to be rough to get out of. 
even Grant started with that first house he talks about all the time before he bought a 16 unit. So generally right. speaking, you know, you're a you're a high tech worker, you're a, you're a professional in some capacity. I generally recommend the first one being a single family home. Now, there is a flip side. I get a lot of people that call me that are in, you know, single. Uh, they're probably in their 20s, maybe early 30s, and they're talking to me about house hacking. So I'm not one that was ever found fond of house hacking bedrooms, right? That's just, I don't like enough people to, to want to do that in my house. But <laughs> if I'm going to house hack a four unit, that could be interesting, right? Again, if you're going to house right. hack and that's your first thing and, and, you know, you get the biggest you can with a residential loan, which is a fourplex. And that's, you know, th that's generally my opinion is single family home. If you're a professional fourplex, if you're going to house hack, but there's so many ifs and ands and ors and buts. And, you know, it really does take a pretty long conversation to figure out what might be right for someone. Right. And in this specific scenario, I think that we, as we whittled it down and we talked about how expensive his market was for a commercial building for his business, we kind of X yeah. that out. Okay. And then, you know, the, my advice as well, knowing how excited he was about real estate, how well he had done to prepare, how qualified he was, he was ready, right? Yeah. He was ready all facets except for maybe mentally because okay. now he started to spin and, and he knew himself well enough to say, um, I've, he's just considering too many things rather than taking action. Yeah. And he agreed with me one single family house. Oh, perfect. Based on where his, he is in life, whatnot is not risky at all. And right. I think that that's what it was. And I, like I told him from what I've seen from my own personal experience, you take step one, you are going to feel empowered. You're going to feel excited. All the rest is going to be easier. House mm -hmm. number two is going to be easier than number one. Number four is going to be easier than the first two. Yeah. Number 10, you're a, you're a pro by then. And so um, I, I think that's where it kind of led. And like you said, it's, it's, it's low risk because you can get out. Yeah. It's very easy to manage. And I found that too, with having, a, you know, some singles, some quadplexes yeah. that they're different investments. One yeah. is going to take management. And, and I look at the, um, you know, they're managed. I don't dare manage them myself. And I don't recommend anybody who's, who's a professional with a busy business that they're working on, that they do the managing. That just doesn't make sense. You know, okay. time, Agreed. their highest and best use is not managing yeah. 695 rents in a fourplex, no. but, um, you know, there's 12 to 15 line items every month from a couple fourplexes because, For you know, sure. a door breaks and this, that, and, and so I, like I was telling him, you know, you buy a nice single family, you might not hear from them for 18 months, oh, which easy. is, yeah, which is great. You know, they've got the garbage disposal. You got to send somebody out to crank it and fix it, you know, and then you don't hear from them for another 18 months. And, you know, there there's, and that's why I told them too, you can run the numbers and you can say the single family is seven and the fourplex is 10% return. But then if this single family tenant stays for four years and this fourplex ends up having a couple bad tenants and more turns than you thought, now all of a sudden the single family's getting you a higher yield than the fourplex was. So uh, yeah, I'm um, so glad you brought that up. Uh, again, I, I try to share this all the time, but I probably don't do it enough. My average tenant in a house is eight and a half years. That's awesome. My average tenant in a unit. So from duplexes up to 20 is two and a half years. Which is, which is, which is, you know, one thing that I've shared with you is, is that I've got seven of eight in those two fourplexes that I own one bedrooms. 
those things are transient. People don't yeah. stay in a one bedroom for a long time. There's no family living down the block from the school where they're attached to this area for eight years. Right. And yeah. so I bet, um, that all I'll see an even lower average on those one bedrooms, you know, a year to a year and a half, which turns cost money. Oh, you've got to retenant it and you've got to yeah. spruce tur it up. Turns are what kill landlords. And that's why 2010 or 2009 was my worst year because we had, or actually no, it was 2008. So many people left apartments for houses and I had to do move in specials and all of that. Uh, the other thing I want to just highlight, just cause it's fun. It's, it's funny. Um, you're right. My average tenure, I'm sure in a one bedroom unit is probably my shortest. I don't know what it right. is. I don't have the data, but you know what the, the longest tenure is? It's a one bedroom house. Wow. Think about that. So this is a difference, right? A one bedroom house is generally somebody that's single in their fifties. They probably have a, a pet, probably, I would guess two is probably the average. And they want a backyard for their pets and they want a garage for their stuff. And they're fine living in a 400 square foot house. They don't like people, right? They want, they're just, you know? So yeah, my longest tenure, I think I have a half a dozen or maybe even 10 now, single, single, and they don't be clear. They don't make them anymore, right? So you get, you're buying older homes. But right. the good news is it doesn't cost a lot to remodel a 400 square foot house. Right, right. And, 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 and to your point, if you're 57, you don't want to move. Moving no, is done. not fun yeah. when you're 40 or 35. It's really not fun when you're, when you're 57. Yeah, I have. I, I remember the first one bedroom house I bought. I think it was in 2010 during the crash. It has the same tenant. Uh, it's now almost 11 years later. Wow. Yeah, no problem. So that's fun. So yeah, the other thing I would just tell you again, right? Thinking about new investors. I, that's why I call it one rental at a time. For most people, the right answer is a house. Uh, it's easiest to get in, easiest to get out. And I'm about protecting the downside when you start, right? I'm Because I have talked to thousands of people that are that energetic, that they have that sugar high. Not everybody wants to stay after they realize being a landlord's not all roses. So um, right, right, yeah, very right. cool. And, and go ahead. yeah, I was gonna say in in closing, you can always move up. You can yeah. buy three single families, and then you realize, hey, I'm good at this. I know this market. I want to try for bigger and better. Okay, that's but what the 1031 is for. Sell these three, parlay it into something bigger, and and you've got options. But like you said, buying the 50 unit off the bat, and and wrecking yourself on deal number one is probably not advised. Not advised. But yeah, that 1031 is awesome. We did it. I'm going to do it a lot more. So thank you very much, Matt. This is a great conversation. Cool.